0: Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live.
1: It is the four o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live in Columbus, Ohio, and also in Washington, D.C. As we did a few days last week, we are simulcasting. So, uh, welcome to our listeners on WAVA 105.1 FM in our nation's capital. Uh, The Don Crow Show airs this time, and I am guest hosting for Don as he's away from the microphone, but I am also doing my program in Columbus, Ohio, Bob Bernie Live on AM 880, uh, WRFD, and 104.5 FM, and uh, we are simulcasting, so wherever you are listening, welcome. I also want to give a welcome to a very special guest. Uh, I probably wouldn't expect our Washington, D.C. listeners to be quite as familiar with my guest as those of us here in the Buckeye State. Joel Penton is a graduate of the Ohio State University where he played five years of football for the Buckeyes. He was a member of three Big Ten championship teams, a member of the national championship team, and a four-time academic all Big Ten selection, and I think uh, he had an incredible career at Ohio State, but I think the most prestigious, he received the Warfel Trophy, which is uh, also known as the Humanitarian Heisman. And uh, he has become an incredibly successful public speaker. He has spoken to nearly one million high school students all across America, and now God has given him a vision for an unbelievable ministry, not only here in Ohio, but in public schools across America. Joel Penton, it is a delight and an honor to welcome you to the program today.
2: Oh, well, thank you so much. It's an honor to be included. And I believe this is my second time on the program, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Indeed it is. Indeed it is. It was only about 15 years ago or so. (laughs) (laughs) It has been a while ago. It has been a while ago. And my apologies. I should have had you on much, much sooner. Obviously, Joel, you had an outstanding career athletically at Ohio State. You turned down the NFL to begin a career in full-time speaking, and you have achieved incredible success in public speaking. But God changed your direction a few years ago about LifeWise Academy. I would love to hear how God brought you to this vision for LifeWise Academy first, and then tell us what is LifeWise Academy.
2: Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you for the opportunity. I, uh, Well, there I was, just minding my own business, <laughs> <laughs> doing my, uh, you know, the traveling and speaking, and the Lord had really blessed that. We actually started a Speakers Bureau that's been in more than 3,000 schools nationwide in the last 15 years and uh, doing evangelism with public schools, and that was going well. And then, lo and behold, I run into an old acquaintance of mine at the Van Wert, Ohio, Van Wert County Fair, and a friend of mine named Tim. And Tim said, Joel, I'm so glad I ran into you. I'm on a board with the ministry here in town, and uh, we, your name just came up in a meeting. We would really love your help with our Released Time Religious Instruction Program. And I said, Tim, I don't, I don't know what that is. What, what is Released Time? And he said, well, starting in 2012, they started a program where um, they pull kids out of the school building, the public school in Van Wert, pull them out of the school during school hours, then they teach them a Bible class, and then they take them back to school, again, all during the school day. He told me that, and I said, Tim, that sounds illegal. You, you better not <laughs> tell many people that, Tim. You, you're going to end up in prison. And he said, he, no, 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 that in fact, this is... It's legal. The Supreme Court ruled on this in 1952, that this thing of release time, that kids can be released to to receive religious instruction if the program's off-school property, privately funded, and with parental permission. The thing is, almost nobody knows about it. But in Van Wert, they found out they started this program, and by the third year, they had, get this, over 95% of the entire school was enrolled, being taught the Bible on a weekly basis as part of their public school day. And Tim said, Joel, as a guy that has connections in uh, public schools across the country and as a guy that's grown a, a nonprofit ministry, we'd like your help to, for us to figure out how come we have this amazing opportunity that the Supreme Court ruled on 70 years ago. We got 95% of our kids in the program, but how come nobody seems to have heard of this? You would think there'd be a program like this in every community coast to coast, what's the deal? How come this hasn't spread? And I tell people that that's the day that I gave up sleeping. Yeah. yeah. Because that that question haunted me, and uh, it was in trying to figure that out that we ultimately started LifeWise Academy, which is a program that is meant to be a plug-and-play, turnkey, anybody-can-start-it option for communities across the country to take advantage of this Unbelievable opportunity to teach the Bible to public school students during school hours.
1: Joel, you, you you may not believe this, but I participated in released time in Southern California in the mid-50s. Wow. The mid-50s. I'm a little bit older than you are, and I remember very well. Release time in public schools in Long Beach, California— and uh, for at least 15 years, I have been wondering, why in the world can we not get this going in Ohio? And not only was it decided by the U.S. Supreme Court in 1952 that it was legal, many states around the country have specific laws, including 26. the state of Ohio. That's right. 26 states. Why Why has it taken so long to catch on, Joel.
2: Well, that's a great question. I I write about that in the book that we just released, During School Hours, which is all about our story of starting this ministry. And there's a variety of answers that can be given, but I think the most simple one is that released time is easy to articulate. You know, you take students out of school, you teach them the Bible, and you bring them back. However, it is not easy to execute, because there are many barriers to entry. You basically have to start a private school, to get it going, you got to find a facility, transportation, curriculum, staffing, funding, policies, procedures, and there's just this mountain of things. And so that's, it was that conclusion which actually led us to start LifeWise. We said, what if we could try to remove as many of those barriers as possible? What if we raised the money and put in the time to develop all the systems, processes, resources, training, curriculum, everything A to Z, So we could remove those barriers and just offer them to communities. Might this thing take off? And and that's what we're seeing. We launched our first two programs in 2019, just a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And this fall, we will be in over 320 schools across a dozen states.
1: Wow. Just incredible. I'm coming up on a break here in about uh, a minute. And I just want our listeners in Washington, D.C., And our listeners in 80 of the 88 counties here in Ohio to know this is legal. It was determined to be constitutional all the way back in 1952. And a specific law was placed on the books here in Ohio stating, yes, release time religious instruction is legal all across the country. And uh, when we come back, I want uh, Joel to give us some more information about the explosive growth of LifeWise Academy, but also how you can get involved, whether you're here in Ohio or whether you're in Washington, D.C. or Maryland or Virginia uh, or uh, the eastern Pennsylvania, wherever WAVA's signal reaches. It's incredibly exciting. You're listening to Bob Brady Live and The Don Crow Show. My guest, Joel Penton, we will return. Again, welcome to Bobberty Live and the Don Crow Show. And welcome again to Joel Pinton, the uh, founder and president of the LifeWise Wise. Academy, a released time religious instruction ministry. Uh, Joel, how many students do you anticipate reaching this coming school year?
2: This coming school year, we expect to have over 30,000 students enrolled, most of whom are not part of the local church yet.
1: Wow. 30,000. That's what you're anticipating. And how many states are you in now?
2: Well, this past year, we served 133 schools over four states, but we are confirmed to be in over 320 schools across. Eleven states are confirmed, but we have another couple that are likely to confirm any day.
1: All right, on this question, when God gave you the vision of LifeWise Academy, did you envision it exploding in growth like it has? Well...
2: To be honest, I did, I, but I was hesitant to even say it out loud. Um, <laughs> <what> I, people <laughs> what I people think you're when, crazy. Well, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And some people did. I mean, the bit I would say, people often, you know, did say I was crazy. You know, they'd say things like, "Well, it hasn't, you know, been working for seventy years, or it's on a downward trend." This thing of release time, or, but I could when I saw what was happening in Van Wert, Ohio, my hometown. And I started digging and I thought, has anybody tried to put this in a box? Has anybody tried to really hone in the systems and the processes and just make, you know, remove those barriers so that communities wouldn't need to reinvent the wheel? Has anybody done that? And when it, I came to the conclusion, well, n- not in the sense that I'm thinking, I thought, boy, this could, this could blow up. If this is done right with excellence, with the, the gospel at yeah. the center, yeah. this could blow.
1: Now, did you envision the the magnitude of the logistics? Uh, how many buses do you have now? I see the big red buses everywhere. I see them. I live in Westerville. I see them all over Westerville. How many buses do you have now?
2: Oh, you know what? That's a good question. It's a good question for my COO. But I bet uh, we have over a hundred in our fleet at this point. Full size school buses, more, more than well, I'm sure of that, because more than half our programs use buses and they're all painted red and they all say life-wise and it's your question about the logistics if i had known what i was getting into i don't know <laughs> what i would have done it <laughs> because like, like like i said uh the it really piles up all of the yeah the logistics and the details um but again that's why again that's what makes sense of why hasn't this Really taken off in seventy years, and um because there's a lot, but you know the Lord has sent us an amazing team, and He sent us the resources, and now we're excited to provide it to communities
1: now i know over. I know that you have paid staff, but are you depending primarily on volunteers around the country
2: well if you consider all of the people that serve day to day and interact with students, yes, you would say that, however, we do have um, paid staff, meaning our local programs tend to have a part-time paid director. They tend to have part-time paid mm-hmm. teachers because many of these programs are quite the operation. You know, they'll, they'll serve several classes a day, five days a week. Um, but then they do lean pretty heavily on volunteers as well. They have volunteers that are uh, driving students or walking them to and from, uh, not to mention all the prayer warriors. And, and the whole thing is fueled or resourced by uh local christians um, giving donations
1: i would imagine that the pushback has been incredible not everybody's happy about release time even though it's constitutional you're giving the gospel to kids during the school day to kids in a public school did you anticipate the pushback
2: you know because i live in a large suburb of columbus I did anticipate pushback. I thought to myself, boy, what's happening in my hometown? I thought, would that fly in my, you know, where I live in the suburbs? And so we tried to build a program and messaging and put in all the details and infrastructure that would withstand uh, the pushback. And I'll be honest with you, we've received much less pushback than we ever Mm. expected. And I think it's because the schools, well, number one, it's so clearly legal. Like, there's no real debate to be had. I right, mean, the law is as clear as can be. And number two, the schools are in such need. They need anybody who will show up and roll up their sleeves to invest in the lives of these kids, because they're dealing with crises with mental health and character development and um, and all sorts of uh, you know academic performance. And when they see that Hey, this is, these are local people coming together as allies to to support kids, and it's totally optional. And the law's on their side. Most schools, in fact, over ninety percent of schools say, "Yeah, absolutely, go for it."
1: Joel, uh, we're broadcasting to eighty of the eighty-eight counties in Ohio, but we're also in Washington D.C. today. And our WAVA affiliate in Washington is what we call a flamethrower. It's a huge station. Reaches Maryland, Virginia, eastern Pennsylvania, a huge reach. Would you be interested in hearing from folks up in the northeast about possibly starting a LifeWise Academy in their community?
2: We're not just interested. We would be thrilled. We, I, I, we're desperate to hear from them. And, in fact, we're already hearing from some. I know that... Uh, Fairfax County is one of our programs that um, they're not live yet, they're, but they're going through the process. And so no matter where you are in the country, we'd love to hear from you. And it can be very easily, um, you can very easily take the first step because the, the process we put in place to get these things going is that it starts with simply building community interest. Okay. It's actually a petitioning process. Joel, we're going to run um, out of time. It's It's,
1: yep. it's, fourth, it. it's fourth down. Uh, how can people get in contact with you and learn more about LifeWise Academy?
2: Yep, go to LifeWise.org, and I would encourage you to click Find Your School. Again, LifeWise.org, click Find Your School. You can find any school district in the nation, and you can add your name to their community interest list to voice your support for a program in your area.
1: Now, I am sure you're just rolling in the dough probably with federal money, and I, I know that's not true. How how can our listeners support you as well?
2: Yes, well again, as I said, it's all funded through donations, so go to lifewise.org and click the donate button and get, and you can give to the the national fund which uh, helps start lifewise programs all over the country. So again, that's lifewise.org. Click Donate, and then also don't forget to click Find Your School and find out if there's a movement in your area you can get plugged in with.
1: All right, it is LifeWise.org, LifeWise.org. And Joel, how can our listeners pray for LifeWise, and how can we pray for Joel Penton?
2: Oh, well, thank you so much. Well, you can pray for LifeWise, I think, for unity. Um you know, we we have people coming together from all sorts of different churches, and we're banding together around the gospel, and we know that around every corner, uh, the enemy wants us to divide. And we're seeing amazing things happen as God's people stick together. And so, I uh, guess please pray for unity. And then for me personally, I'd ask you to pray for my family. Mm-hmm. I've got a wife and five children, and pray that we would be uh, serving the Lord and being obedient to Him and growing in our walk with Him. Ministry's exciting. But we want to keep the first thing the first thing, which is our relationship with the Lord.
1: Amen. It's LifeWise.org. Check it out, folks. They're worthy of your prayers, worthy of your financial support. Joel Penton, thanks. And uh, let's not make it so long between interviews, all right? That sounds great. Thank you. All right. God bless you. LifeWise.org. Check it out. We'll be right back.